You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Cardinals podcast for Friday, November the 12th of 2021. I am Lucas Smith, host of the show at LJ Fastball on Twitter. Thank you for tuning in today and each and every day that you tune in to Locked On Cardinals. Much appreciated. I know I said that today I was going to be talking about Cardinals free agents and everything, but it got a lot of names to break down, so we're going to take a pause on that. That'll come out either tomorrow or Sunday, uh, most likely coming out in the next three, four episodes or so. Uh, but, but Sunday, look for an extra episode to drop talking about specifically the BBWAA awards uh, that, that are going to be coming out, announced next week. I'll give my produ- uh, predictions on next sun- on this coming Sunday show. It's an extra bonus show as we try to catch up from that uh, loss of shows the, these last w- couple weeks or so. Uh, but on today's show, we're talking still some Cardinal baseball. As John Mozeliak had some comments I want to share to uh, break down the Silver Slugger Awards as well as talk about Dylan Carlson and Mike Schultz's specific chances to win the Rookie of the Year and Manager of the Year, respectively, uh, for those two, uh, one current Cardinal and one former Cardinal in, in Mike Schilt. Uh, so we'll get into all that on today's episode. So let's get into it. Without further ado, we're going to go ahead and get into John Mozeliak and, and, and his comments about the Cardinals um, made a couple of days ago, um, saying that, that he's probably going to be pretty pretty patient. Uh, one of the quotes that I want to break down today, if they're talk about today, quote, you just have to remain open-minded, opportunistic, and be prepared. Lots of time still in our offseason and understanding what may present itself. We ultimately want to be in a position that if something excites us or interests us, we'll be prepared to act. End quote. I think sometimes his quotes, John Mahalik's quotes, can, can draw a lot of uh, immediate criticism from fans uh, around the league, uh, around Cardinal Nation, I guess I should say. Yesterday he, he made the, the comment that uh, you know Paul DeYoung, or a couple days ago he made the, some sort of comment surrounding Paul DeYoung and how he might be and you know, undervalued or you got got a hard rap or something something to that effect, and a lot, a lot of Cardinal fans are freaking out that this means that oh, Paul Young's going to be your starting shortstop in 2021. Uh, but I just think that you, you do have to, to, to or 2022, excuse me, you do have to come in uh, to to the realization that this off season is very unknowing for a lot of different reasons, and the main reason is we we, we could have a lockout coming. December 1, December 2 is one of those two days. I believe the deadline is December 1. So, uh, um, so on December the 2nd, I could get, be getting those days off by a day or two, but I'm pretty sure it's December 1 is when the CBA runs out, and if the players union and owners don't come to an agreement, then we, we have a lockout. Um, uh, then we have a, a work stoppage, excuse me, a work stoppage, and you won't see any free agent signs. So we, we could see a slow developing off season, regardless of the method of, of madness for the St. Louis Cardinals. We could see a slow offseason just because players are going to be tentative to sign contracts um, because they don't know about the future of next season. Uh, organizations might be tentative for the same reasons, that the money you, you just don't know. But also on the flip side, you could have players that say, hey, I want to get this contract signed, but uh, before any work stoppages, so let's get it signed, let's get it going, Let, let's make a deal. So I could see it going one of two ways, but I do agree that Mosellock and the Cardinals might have to be a little bit more patient Um uh, then, then, then fans might want back, but Mozeliak was also talking about a couple different, um, couple different uh, routes to go in terms of pitching versus shortstop. Saying that, um, that the Cardinals 
could seek an upgrade at shortstop, but that there are um, options out there. Uh, the, uh, the free agent market is full and absolutely full of those uh, shortstops and uh, the Cardinals definitely could go that route, regardless whether it is a trade free agent or you stick with Amundo Sosa. I just really, you know, as much as I might like Paul DeYoung as a person off the field, on the field, I'm just not sure if he's going to cut it out at the major league level with the St. Louis Cardinals. But we'll see where they go from that. They also talked a little bit about um, starting pitching options uh, because the options are there. You've got Wainwright, Flaherty, Hudson, Michaelis. Uh, Woodford is an option. Reyes will be developed as that. You've got Oviedo. Libertor might find his way into the mix. You've got a lot of options, and you've got a lot of um, you, you have a lot of enticing free agent options, whether it be um, a Max Scherzer or a Marcus Stroman that his name been thrown around. Steven Matz has been reported uh, from Cardinal interest as well. Uh, Alex Wood, J.A. Happ could return. John Lester could return. You've got a lot of different guys on this list that the Cardinals could go after in a, in a starting pitching market. And I don't think that a, getting a starting pitcher would be the worst idea. Uh, I probably would like to see them, if I had to pick just one shortstop versus starting pitcher, I would probably go with a uh, shortstop uh, just because I, I would, I, I'm more confident in the pitching in 2022 than I am in the hitting overall right now. Um, unless you want to, unless you're making the choice a bullpen arm versus a shortstop. If it's a bullpen arm versus a shortstop, then you think a little bit more. Then, then you got to weigh. You almost have to go case by case basis and say who do you want. Um, you know, which bullpen pieces are you choosing from? Which shortstops are you choosing from? Is it a trade? Is it a free agent? What what money do you have to spend? You're going to have about $30 million to play with, to play with for this upcoming payroll. Um, but but I do think that you're going to have some, some moves made in the offseason for the St. Louis Cardinals. I don't think we're going to have a a non-active offseason. Even though Mozeliak is preaching patience, I do think they're going to be active. They've been linked to a lot of different guys already. Marcus Stroman, um, Steven Matz. You've got interest Trevor Story, one of many teams. You even got some interest in the report today. Saw Cam Wex put, on a, put out an article saying that Max Scherzer would entertain an offer from the St. Louis Cardinals. So you do have plenty of options out there that it's not like the Cardinals just are going to stand pats and, and sit on their thumbs and not do anything. It might take a little while. It might you know, I have to be patient, but Cardinal fans were patient last year, and they were rewarded with Nolan Arenado. Do you, was there still more to do from from an off, front office standpoint? Could they have done more during the trade deadline? Absolutely, I'm not saying that those things aren't true, but patience paid off in a Nolan Arenado acquisition late last off season. So we might have to wait that long again, but we shall see. And I think Mozeliak. Um, I think that he has a plan. I would trust Mozeliak in the front office to have a plan. Do they execute that plan? Is it the correct plan? That's that's for a future debate, but I, I do agree that he's got a plan and think that he uh, will do it to his best. He also talked about um, the the fluid front office or the flu the fluid coaching staff situation, um, addition of Skip Schumacher, the promotion of Oliver Marmol, um, and he says that had a quote there that I want to discuss as well about the Skip Schumacher and everything of that nature, saying, quote, I think it's been pretty seamless. I think the decision that we had to do, talk to a lot of people, spent time trying to talk with our coaches, trying to get them to understand why we are where we are. But I will say they all admire Ollie. They respect him. You're going to be judged when you start. But I think when where we are today, everybody feels pretty good about his leadership and what he brings to our club. Overall, people are excited about Ollie taking over, end quote. And I would agree with him there. I think that there is a lot of excitement about Ali Marmol. There is some criticism to be had from the front office standpoint, front office's standpoint as to why Marmol, why let go of Schultz. And, you know, we talked about that at length on this show. But I do think that at the end of the day, 
Moselak got his man for good, better, or worse. We'll see how he how that man does uh, in 2022. But one thing that Moselak does have to do a better job at has to provide Marmol more options than he provided Mike Schilt. I think you you look at what the Cardinals had to do with with the players that they had in 2021 with struggles, with, with injuries, and they still were able to scratch, fight, and claw their way to the playoffs with Mike Schilt at the helm. So it makes you wonder, what if the Cardinals made one, two, or like I said, just one more move to get a get a bullpen piece, get a get a, maybe a little bit more of a bona fide starter, get a bench bat, get an, just something. Left-handed bench bat power off the bench. It makes you wonder if they would have uh, been able to climb a little bit more, maybe had that one extra big hit or one, one extra guaranteed out in the wild card game to go on a little farther. The what-if game is a never-ending game, but you do almost have to wonder what if Damo Zalak in the front office made just one more move at the deadline. Who knows? We, we will never know. But nevertheless, I, Marmol is an exciting exciting manager, in my opinion. I think that he's going to do just fine. We will see coming up here in just a few short months because we're already in mid-November. Off-season is well underway. GM meetings and everything of that nature. Got to take our first break when we come back talking about the Silver Slugger Award winners that were announced. Should, they, should a Cardinal have won the Silver Slugger Award? We'll break that down next here on Locked on Cardinals. But first, Thanksgiving is also coming up along with the award season with the awards comes lots of honor and lots of excitement, lots of um, prestige. With Thanksgiving, you get lots of good food, treats, but maybe you want a yummy dessert, but not all the calories and sugar. That's why it's a perfect time for a Built Bar. Built Bar is the new holiday dessert. You can feast on something delicious and feel good about it. Because think of it this way. One slice of pie has over over 300 calories and that's on the low end. Most Built Bars have only 130 calories, topping at 180. Four grams of sugar with plenty of protein. So replace that coconut cream pie with a delicious coconut Built Bar. Low calorie, low carb, low fat, and high protein. Covered 100% in real chocolate. Built is a great option for when you're hungry. If Thanksgiving isn't coming soon enough, go for a Built Bar or two right now. Why wait? Share some at your family gatherings. It will make things a little less awkward if you just are able to enjoy a Built Bar. New surprises each and every month. So limited time flavors are also arriving at Built.com. So check the site often. And there is nothing like a Built Bar Black Friday. Mark your calendar. Black Friday will be a huge event with all sorts of surprises. The Website is built.com, but don't wait till Black Friday. Order now with the promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, to get 15% off your order. Promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. Don't wait. Go to built.com today and get yourself some built bars. Let's talk some Silver Slugger. The Cardinals were incredibly successful in the Gold Glove category, not so much in the Silver Slugger category. Let's go ahead and go through the Silver Slugger winners as they were announced yesterday. Uh, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. won for the AL first base. Freddie Freeman got it for the first base uh, position. Second base, it was Marcus Simeon in the AL Ozzy Albies in the National League. Xander Bogars was the AL shortstop winner. Fernando Tatis won it over in the NL, not surprising MVP candidate. Rafael Devers with the AL third base win. And Austin Riley with the Braves uh, won it in the National League for third base. A little bit surprising there. Uh, but for the catching position, Salvador Perez with the Royals uh, won it for the catching position. American League, pretty solid stuff there. Buster Posey 
the now-retired Buster Posey won it in the National League behind the dish. In the outfield, Teoscar Hernandez, Aaron Judge, Cedric Mullins won it in the American League, and then the National League, Juan Soto, Bryce Harper, two MVP candidates, and Nicholas Castellanos won it. And for the designated hitter, Shohei Otani, obviously Max Fried wins it for the pitcher. In the National League, if the, if the American League had a pitcher, it would be Shohei Otani that also won that Silver Slugger Award. That is the kind of season that Otani had, in my opinion, on his way to an MVP. We'll get into that coming up, uh, and we'll get to a uh, full-blown prediction uh, next week. But n- none of these really surprised me um, go- going going through these. And, and what, you know, as a Cardinal cover, you, you have uh, you know, I always wonder: could a Cardinal have won any of these awards? Could, should a Cardinal have gotten more respect, et cetera, et cetera? You know, going through these positions, obviously first base, you compare Freddie Freeman and Paul Goldschmidt. Paul Goldschmidt had a remarkable second half of the season, especially September. So you you, you throw him up against there, but Freeman, the 2020 MVP. These are all these numbers are going to be according to an article by Thomas Harrigan of MLB.com. Uh, Freddie Freeman uh, he had 31 home runs, hit 300 OPS, 896, scored 120 runs, 159 games. So he he was just Dominant. I don't. I never, going through these just as a kind of a not a warning, but a little bit of a spoiler alert. Maybe I didn't have any huge. Still don't have any huge problems with the Cardinals not winning any of these Silver Slugger awards. I just think individually all these awards were awarded properly. Second base, Tommy Edmond. You you just don't put him in a Silver Slugger with that low of an on base percentage. And uh, yes, he had forty one doubles. Don't get me wrong, a fine offensive season, but just wasn't quite there on pace with Ozzy Albies. Uh, he was just the, the fourth second baseman to record the 30-plus home run, 20-plus steal, and 100-plus RBIs in a single season. Uh, the other Hall of Famer, Ryan Sandberg, as well as Alfonso Soriano and Javier Baez. Uh, shortstop, uh, there, there's no Cardinal shortstop that could be in consideration for that award, in my opinion. You move over to third base, Austin Riley. It was a surprise. I don't think it was a snub, but it definitely was a surprise when you think of the year Nolan Arenado had. Um, but... Austin Riley was a solid choice. Um, 333, 19 home runs, 65 RBIs, uh, 976 OPS in the second half. Uh, first Braves to win it. First Brave to win it since Chipper Jones back in the year of 2000 at the turn of the century. Uh, so Austin Riley, I, I remember Austin Riley as the guy that broke out against the Cardinals and hit all those home runs. I specifically remember, I think he might have hit two against Michael Waka in that series. That, that's what I remember Austin Riley as. And now he has his. Silver Slugger, in addition to his NLCS heroics um, for these uh, Atlanta Braves. Buster Posey winning it for the Giants was a no-brainer, in my opinion. Um, he got his fifth and now final Silver Slugger award. Uh, 304-390-499 slash line, 18 home runs, a key part in the 107-win San Francisco Giants. You weren't going to have Yachty win that award. Uh, we, we can debate legacy all we want. We can argue for Yadier Molina all we want, legacy-wise, but... He had almost no shot at winning that award over Buster Posey here in 2021. We wanted to the outfield, Soto, Harper, Castellanos. You've got two MVP candidates in the outfield, so it makes sense, or it's understandable, I guess I should say, as to why you don't see Tyler O'Neill, Dylan Carlson, or Harrison Bader. The only one that I probably could have seen getting it is Tyler O'Neill. the, the RBIs just weren't there. You had Soto get 95 on the season. Um, so, you know, still 14 behind Soto. And again, RBIs aren't everything. 
But these three, I, I have no problem with these three. Um, you know, Nicholas Castellanos with his flexing over Jake Woodford might have been a little bit much in opening weekend, but he is rewarded with a um, silver slugger, his the first of his career, and you, you're you're going to see him get paid in the offseason. Right, it might be by the Reds, probably going to be by somebody else, but he is going to he's going to get paid. He had 34 home runs, 100 RBI, uh, second time in, in his career, 309 batting average, just an absolute stud. Yeah, you can not like it the way he plays or love the way he plays either. No matter where you are on that spectrum of liking him or loving him, you've got to respect him as he had a monster season and is in the midst of a pretty fine, solid career. Um, so I, I have no debate there. No DH for the Cardinals and then pitcher Max Freed uh, winning it. No problem there. No no debate there. But there, there, there was a comment on one of my YouTube pages, and I don't have it pulled up, but I had it in my notes, but I forget who said it, but basically saying that the Cardinals won all these gold gloves and didn't didn't have the, um, didn't have um, a trophy to show for it, so maybe individual awards don't mean as much. And I totally get that, because even though, you, you know, you went through that list, you had all three, the, the outfielders in the National League, not be a, a postseason contender. Soto, Castellanos, and Harper. None of those three are going to the postseason. So, I, like, I understand the argument that individual awards don't matter, but I do think it's still important to recognize solid individual play, either with a gold glove or with the Silver Slugger Award. If I'm a player or even if I'm a Cardinal fan or follower, whatever you want to call me, like, whatever team you're cheering for, would you either have a, an individual gold glove, silver slugger, et cetera, et cetera, versus a World Series trophy? Obviously, I'm taking the World Series trophy. But these awards are about individual recognition, and I think that it's still worth celebrating and still worth talking about. So that those are the um, silver slugger award winners for 2021. Uh, so congratulations to all those members. And again, if you have a problem with any of those, let's have a conversation. Follow me on Twitter at LJFastball. DM there. Uh, you can also DM on uh, Twitter and Instagram the show at LO underscore Cardinals. Email the show at LockedOnCards at gmail.com or you can leave a comment on a YouTube post as well. Uh, to finish up, we're talking about Dylan Carlson, Mike Schilt, and another overview of the BBWAA Awards finalists. We're going to have a full show on this this weekend, giving you my picks, so be sure to be on the lookout for that. And then next Monday, uh, got to have all the notes propped up, ready to go, and to post it early Monday morning. We're talking about Cardinals offseason categories and offseason targets as well, so be on the lookout for that. I have to take one last break before we discuss the awards and Dylan Carlson and Mike Schilt, uh, so we'll do that break right now. And speaking of awards, you can bet money to win on who's going to win what awards, and that's why we're talking about betonline.ag. They have a new web interface with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. That means more ways for you to win money. BetOnline is still your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. So head over to that new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today. And if you haven't signed up yet and you're still on the fence, I want to tell you just again, get 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with our promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. So just for listening to the show or watching the show, you get this promo code L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, LOCKEDON, gets you a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. It's a great deal. Whether you want to bet on basketball, football, baseball awards, NHL, boxing, or UFC, or go play your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet Online is where the game starts.
But just real quickly here, we're going to run through the award finalists for 2021 BBWAA Awards. Um, the Rookie of the Year is going to be announced on Monday. Manager of the Year is on Tuesday. Cy Young Awards on Wednesday. And MVP is on Thursday. Uh, AL MVP finalists, Guerrero Jr., Shohei Otani, and Marcus Simeon. National League, you have Bryce Harper, Juan Soto, Fernando Tatis Jr., and for Cy Young in the American League, Garrett Cole, Lance Lynn, Robbie Ray. National League, Corbin Burns, Max Scherzer, and Zach Wheeler. Rookie of the Year in the American League, Randy Arozarena, Wander Franco, Luis Garcia. In the National League, you've got Dylan Carlson, Jonathan India, Trevor Rogers. Manager of the Year, Dusty Baker, Kevin Cash, Scott Servais in the American League. And in the National League, Craig Council, Gabe Kapler, and Mike Schilt, uh, formerly of the St. Louis Cardinals. Lots of good options. Every year you're going to have different storylines, um, and, and it is worth noting that all these votes were tallied before postseason play began. So their absence in the postseason might have been taken in, into consideration, but also you have a lot of guys here that did make the playoffs. But um, and just in terms of, of the managers per se, their postseason performance does not count, uh, does not hurt them or help them. Not sure how a postseason would hurt you, but it does not hurt or help them at all. Uh, but looking just specifically at Dylan Carlson and Mike Schilt, and uh, a good article by Zachary Silver and MLB.com a couple of days ago, um, it, it, it's, a, it's an interesting dynamic that the Cardinals have. Mike Schilt, um, that technically is, 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 on the, is, is on the ballot as the manager of the St. Louis Cardinals, um, but he is no longer a member of the Cardinals. It's just a really fascinating dynamic that it's interesting to see how the Cardinals are playing it. Um, but Dylan Carlson, it was his first full 162-game season and overall did not impress. Talked about the outfield uh, earlier this week. He did not impress. 266, 343, 37 was the slash line. 18 home runs on the season. This was with missing uh, multiple games with, with uh, I believe it was a wrist or hamstring injury, one of those two. I know they're not really related. Um, but he was, what he did was so impressive, not only because he was a young rookie, he was playing up and down the batting order. He played all three different outfield positions as well. So, he, and again, every player has their own difficulties and overcomes certain challenges and things of that nature. But I think what Dylan Carlson did was extremely, extremely, extremely impressive given all the circumstances that he had to deal with in 2021 so dylan carlson he has a shot at winning the rookie of the year but the favorite is going to be um jonathan india in 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 the national league 269 376 459 was the slash line 113 was his ops plus 34 doubles 21 bombs 12 steals 150 games played a lot um, so he, he had a, a, just a solid campaign, and I know Jeff Carr of Locked On Reds is going to be pushing for Jonathan India all the way. Um, Mike Schiltz for the uh, Manager of the Year. I mean, lo- lo- just looking at this objectively, he has a, a very solid case overall. you got the fact that he helped orchestrate a 17-game winning streak to make the playoffs, uh, where, where they came from after a pretty horrendous month of June, what was was telling as well so he, he navigated through a lot um just as he did in 2020 this is a guy that's gotten manager of the year votes each year he's managed including just half a season in 2018 in addition to winning the award two seasons ago in 2019 does he win this award i don't know it, it's hard to go against gabe kapler who won 107 games with the San Francisco Giants, the team of misfit toys, in my opinion, no disrespect to anybody on that team, but they just weren't projected to be as good as they were, and they were. So yeah, you just 
have to give it. And my, my vote there will most likely go to Kapler. Still working on that um, voting process of how I'm going to go about it and what 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 I'm looking at. But uh, it is an inter- interesting dynamic looking at Dylan Carlson and Mike Schilt on the uh, the Cardinal side of the ballot, if you will. But we will see how it goes. Once again, uh, my show predicting each and every award will be out on Sunday. So be on the lookout for that. Monday, we're talking off-season content for the St. Louis Cardinals. Apologies, wasn't able to get that out today. But still some fun stuff to talk about. Talking about John Mozeliak, Silver Slugger Awards and everything of that nature. Uh, all that and more on today's show. So thanks for tuning in today. That's going to just about do it for today's episode. So be sure to follow on all the social media websites. Uh, Twitter, me, at LJ Fastball, right there on the YouTube channel. Uh, the show on Twitter and Instagram, LO underscore Cardinals. Follow the show. Email the show, excuse me, on at, LJ, at LockedOnCards at gmail.com. Excuse me. Uh, so uh, be sure to stay connected and um, have talked about anything Cardinal baseball related on all those platforms as well. So until I talk to you guys on Sunday, extra episode coming out Sunday, be sure to stay safe, stay well, and have a fantastic rest of your day.